This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts, here with special guest, Ajani Jones. How are you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Thanks I'm good, me. man. I'm good. Let's move the mic a little bit, a little bit closer. There we go. Man, so first, before we get into all this stuff where we're going to talk about, I have to say, like, you are someone who we have circled getting you on the podcast a few times. It's like, this is going to happen a few weeks back, but I think, I think you were under the weather. Really? Um, yeah. And you were even recommended, I want to say, like, a semester or so ago. You can tell I teach because that's how I measure time. But I think, like, in the fall semester, you were recommended to me by the AMP hip-hop class at Columbia College here in Chicago. Yeah. And so your name has been, like, circling the podcast for a while now. So officially, I'm so glad we actually have you sitting here, man. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, th- thank you. I've been listening to this podcast for a minute. So Oh, that's cool so awesome. Here. I always assume my mom is the only person listening. <laughs> Even when I see the numbers, I'm just like, how's my mom listening that much? Oh, they're, the big, they're the biggest supporters. That's facts. That, that is true, though. Um, but, yeah, I'm so glad we were able to make this happen because you're somebody who's doing a lot in the city a lot of people are throwing your name out there. And so if this hadn't happened, I would have been like, why have we not had a Johnny on yet, man? Um, so cool. So thank you for coming up. Thank you. Uh, so you have a lot going on. Like I said, let's start at the beginning like we always do with people who are on for the first time. How did music enter your life? Where did this start for you? Uh, it really started with my mom just riding around in, 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 in her 99 Chevy. Um, she would play Neo Soul. That's the first thing I remember is that, and um, going to, we lived with my grandma for a period on the south side, and my grandma would play all the old records, you know, the Barry White, the Luther mm-hmm. Vandross, the so I was into soulful stuff, um, yeah, from a very young age. She just enhanced that when when Neil Soul was a big thing, Indiari, Flow a Tree, um, Erica Badu. Lauren Hill. So those that was my base. That's an education though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and I feel like as artists we need to go back and we need to research the stuff that, you know, if something has influenced you, you should research it more and yeah. get in tune with that. You know? That that's really crucial. You have to know what came before you to be able to innovate on what you're doing now and just exactly. have an appreciation for the history and culture. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred percent. So you start from an early age. You have this appreciation for music. It's in your life from your family. Mm-hmm. When does that start impacting you? Where you realize, like, hey, you know what? I think I want to be a musician. I think I could do this. I think around sixteen, seventeen, anxiety-driven teen that just wants to free his mind. I sure. was uh, listening to a lot of East Coast music at the time. A lot of. Uh, <clears throat> A lot of J. Cole, a lot of Jay-Z, a lot mm. of Nas. Um, this is when Joey Badass was really popular. I really got into it with that, but but I went back and I listened to Lupe, and Lupe's my favorite rapper. So um listened to a lot of him, and it was just like, you know what? I feel like I have something to say with what I've experienced to be able to go ahead and influence the youth, because that's why I do this. Yeah, well, and Lupe, man, that's a great starting point, too, because obviously not only, you know, I don't know. I mean, you tell me, did it... Did it resonate the fact that he was from sh- Chicago? Did that kind of like demonstrate something to you? Yeah, we went to the same high school. Too. Really? Yeah. So not at the same time, obviously. No, nah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, I remember being a kid and like uh, you know, different but the same, seeing the Smashing Pumpkins 
come up and being like, oh, you can be from Chicago and do something. So like, okay. I and we're obviously seeing that right now with the chance movement. Like this move, this I keep saying moment and movement at the same time. And this moment that's happening, I think so many younger artists have seen like, oh, you can live here and still make this happen. Yeah. And Lupe, I think, is another artist who's had an impact on a lot of Chicago talent over the years, but yeah. maybe he doesn't always get his due. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> that's and you know that's real unfortunate his situation, but like he 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 also proved that you didn't need to leave. You know he was mm-hmm. one of those people that stayed here and got it through the mud. And Chance is one of those people that like that's why he's an icon because a lot of people were believing all oh, you need to go to New York, you need to go to L.A. to do it. You need but to have a label. Yeah, and yeah. that's not necessarily true. You know? No, especially not now. Now when we have all these great digital tools, we have all this hardware. Like you have a, I mean you have a studio in your, in your pocket. Phone. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you really can do this anywhere and upload it globally. So, but that's awesome, man. So you're a teenager. You are influenced by Lupe. How does that kind of like drive you to starting to create music? Where does that start? Um, I felt like I needed to get a little bit more in tune with like I need to find my voice. So I joined the speech team um, mm-hmm. when I was a senior, and I went to state for poetry. Almost won. I was. I did pretty well. And yeah. from there, it was just like, okay, I got into the poetry scene. I was doing LTAP, if people know who that, what sure. that is. Um, if you're watching this podcast on Facebook Live, you know what LTAP is. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we we won at the college division. And from there, I was like, okay, the it's time to get serious with, with rap. And um, by then, I had moved back from the University of Iowa, where I attended for a few years. And I was just trying to get my feet wet in the city. Um, and that's when it was like, okay. Let's build a team and, and get it. So when you were in University of Iowa, like, did you did you graduate there, or did you decide to come back to Chicago because you were itching to do music? I spent about three years there, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up getting in trouble. I uh, got arrested out there, um, and then I was getting harassed by police a lot. So my mom was like, I don't feel safe. And this is after Trayvon Martin got killed, so it was like... Sure. You yeah. know, it was like any, any, any moment, and... I, and I didn't mean really to bring bad. it down. I'm sorry. Like I didn't. I didn't even know we were heading in that direction. No, no, no. We no. I I was just like covering that base really quick yeah, on yeah, why sure. I came back. You hear me? Yeah. Because um, otherwise I would have finished. Um, but I came back after all of that happened, and then um, yeah. And when you came back, uh, and correct me because I'm not clear. Like I know you were working with Columbia College students, but were you a Columbia student at one point? Or yeah, I did go to Columbia um, okay. for a year and a half or so. Okay. Yeah. That's a Columbia story. Yeah, <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. I swear. Like, most of the people that came in the same year I got there were gone the year later, too. So, so when you were there, you uh, was that where you connected with Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions and Ruby Hornet, who was also an instructor there? Yeah, it was through AMP, yeah. um, the student-run label. And they did a, we, we did a really good job. We put out uh, my first mixtape. Yeah. Um, and that went well, and he just saw my work ethic, and I think that's what caused that relationship to bloom. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've covered this on the podcast before, so I'll be brief with it, but AMP is the kind of record label and distribution project of Columbia College music students. So students will take, like, you know, a distribution class or a, um, you know, label class for rock or hip-hop, um, and it's called AMP, and they, they work with artists. They work with real artists, and um, they release projects, and they put together, like, a South By showcase and all this kind of stuff. So... Last semester, I remember Alex Fructor, again from Closed Sessions, but who also teaches at Columbia, him, you know, kind of pulling me aside and being like, hey, you know, the students want to talk to you about this artist they're working with. And so when you were working with Alex, were you a student at that time or had you already left this college? I had already left. I had left the semester before. Okay. 
But then because Alex had seen you that previous semester, he was like, you got something going on. Yeah, um... Yeah, when when we were working with AMP, after that is when right. we were like, yeah, let's you know, let's let's it, do this. And then it moved into closed sessions, which we'll yeah. talk about in a minute. But I'm trying to like go in like semi semi yeah. chronological. Um, so when you were working with AMP, what was that experience like working with the college and putting out your first mixtape with students? It was really dope because uh, a lot of these kids they were working on in their fields that they wanted to do in the future. So. You know, they were there. There were some that they're really passionate about working yes. with me and helping me out, and it was because of AMP that I was able to do South by um, two years in a row. So um, it was that that experience was was life changing. Honestly, I had a great time last year working with them. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing because I think if people heard like student run record label, they think like, oh, that's not a real thing. But, right. <laughs> but you, it, it definitely like it's especially in your case, it sounds like you guys. With the, with the students you were working with, with Alex, and then with, obviously, your contribution, it sounds like you guys really made it a real thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a student project. Yeah, and we, we, we wanted to present ourselves as, you know, more than just am, amateur. Right, amateur no, absolutely, amateur. because everything I saw from that, you know, outsider perspective, just hearing about it, it seemed like everybody was really, like, being like, you know, we're treating this very professionally. Right. So you put out your first mixtape with the record label from Columbia College. What was that experience? Or not was that like, but like, what was the reception like? I feel like the reception was pretty good, you know, just for my friends and family. Yeah. Um, at the time, I didn't have any, um, what you would call supporters or fans. It was really just like, you know, word of mouth. I put, put myself online and I interact with people and they give me feedback. And this was a project that I expected to be like, all right, this is me giving what I am to Chicago. And... Um, I, I definitely just appreciated the project. I feel like it wasn't as appreciated as it, sh- as it could have been, but right. I, it was for me. But you know? now, so in the present day, you have Cocoons, which just recently came out, and that is, I, I at least in my opinion, and please feel free to tell me yours, but like, it seems like people are really responding to that. Do you have that experience? Is that what it feels like? Yeah, it really, really is. I um And... It was because of our, the marketing plan from the label that they really, we really phoned in specific, specific markets that we want to target, and and it, it's been working really well. Well, and you did so. We'll we'll cover two things here. You did the project with closed sessions, of course, based out of Chicago here, and and then we'll talk about the making of the project. We talk about connecting with closed sessions, and obviously there was that connection with, you know. Alex Fructor and AMP that we just talked about, but like, mm-hmm. at what point in the conversation go from being like, okay, cool, well, thanks for doing this project with my students, to why don't you sign to my record label? Um, it was um, so after that experience happened, um, my manager over there, Alexi, mm-hmm. he um, he interned for closed sessions um, for a summer, and he is a very diligent, hardworking guy. So they 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 liked him, um, and they knew that he worked with me really closely for years. Um, so. They do this cocktail hosting party. They used to uh, a lot on um, at the Roby Hotel in Wicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they had me do one of those, and that went really well. They met my parents, and um, that's so. It sounds so like wholesome. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, my mom she's really supportive. She comes to shows. Sure, I'd be having to tell her like, "Ma, you can you stay home, stay home with the kids." You know? <laughs> she's in the like if she's anything like my mom, she'd be in the front row being like. That's, that's my son. You that's know, exactly like, what it is. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, like, mom, they met her and she was like, yeah, I, I like these guys, you know, they have a good vibe about them. And, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So from there, we really just waited it out and they ended up hitting us up. Like, let's talk about this. That's amazing. So 
what comes along with being, I'm not asking for like, like the, the monetary part, but like what comes along with working with a label like that where it's, you know, a Chicago based independent label that knows the market that has that work ethic and that has, you know, a track record. They're not like Warner brothers, but like closed sessions has that track record of like everyone they do work with. They really, they put their all into it and they put a lot of strategy. Like you said, like there's a very clear idea. They're not just signing like, 60 artists to see what works like right. anyone they work with it's because they have a specific vision for that artist so what was that experience like working with with alex and mike over at closed sessions for you it was amazing just simply because they made it more of a family atmosphere than mm-hmm. um than anything and i had been following them for years since 2013 wow. um so i've always been like i if, if there's any independent label i want to sign with it's them and when i got to the city i Manifested, I told myself, I'm going to sign with this label in a, in a few years. And um, that was the goal. So working with them has has been a dream of mine. And now that it's come true, it's I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it goes, you know. I, I mean, it looks well to me like you're doing that, though. It really does. So did you start work on Cocoons after signing with them? Or was that already in the works before you connected with the label? The idea was in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a concept to work on uh, on the project, and um, I was getting ready to start. And then that call came, and it was like, okay, the access, how how much done was it? Mm-hmm. And I embellished on it. It wasn't. You're like, it's. I'm almost. I'm almost like when someone's here. like, hey, are you close? And you're like, still in bed. You're like, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Just just looking for parking. Yeah, but it was yeah. really exaggerated. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like forty percent done, zero percent done. It was so. Yeah. Um. We create the whole thing in like two months. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a quick turnaround, though. Made about 25 songs and cut it down to six. Wow. So there's a lot of material that's out there. Yeah. Do you think that material is going to surface on a future project, or is that all tied to that time? I would say about one or two of those songs will have have made it out of that wow. that bunch. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> the other ones are in the grave. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and so were you working at like Soundscape Studios, or where were you recording that? Uh, Soundscape. Yeah. Where we, um, I used to work at Glass Tree a lot with mm-hmm. Banks the Genius. That's one of my close friends. Um, and But he comes over and works with me at Soundscape. Nice. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world if you're already tied in with closed sessions. Right. Um, so you put the project out. When did that come out? It was like early this year, right? March 2nd. Yeah. So it was right before South by Southwest, and you went to South by Southwest again this year. What was that experience like for you? It was a movie. <laughs> That's the best it, way to describe it. The best way to put it. it. I mean, it was just me and my friend. Can I curse? Yeah, it's a podcast. Oh, okay. Well, it was a. I did another one. They said I couldn't. But which um, which podcast is not? No, we don't have to like do that. But like, no. yeah. <laughs> no, the whole thing of a podcast is that you can say whatever the fuck you want. As a curse, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just me and my friends doing hood rat shit in Austin, and that's what South by is in, in the most fun way. Um, yeah, it was a roller coaster. It was a really, and I saw some great performances there too. Um, I'm gonna be going for the next five years. Like, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a special energy there. I've gone for God. Next year is gonna be my tenth year. Really? Yeah, it's wild. And I know Amazing. Alex from Closed Sessions. This was his tenth year, I believe, if he was there, because we did an interview last year where he was like, "It's been nine years," and I was like, "That's wild." Yeah. Um, yeah, he was there for a little bit. Yeah. How did it compare to your first year? Like, was the first year like a learning experience? And this year, you're like, all right, I know what to do. I think the, yeah, the first year was just like, I was in awe. It was just like, everyone went, whoa, like. It's I'm, a lot. I'm seeing people that I see on the internet, you know, like. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, this is really nice, you know. 
This year was just a step above that, like being able to get into certain places I wasn't able to get into last year. Sure. And you were on the uh, the AMP label showcase again, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're like, you got the love for that label. As long as I can work with them, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about Cocoons because this is a really like, it feels like a very personal project. It feels like you're telling a lot of your story there. Um, this The track that to me really stood out, especially with like you... I think really speaking to your experience was the last song that closes the album. It's called Bloom. Talk about that song and talk about kind of what you're conveying there and what it means. I was just re- <clears throat> I was really talking about my plight um, as a human, just being able to persevere through the situation I was in. I was working at uh, in Rogers Park mm-hmm. at this really shitty um, warehouse and. I was living on 63rd and King Drive, not a great neighborhood. Oh my god, that's that's a like let alone yeah. just the travel. Yeah, that is a hour. long track <laughs> for work. Yeah. Every morning at 6 a.m. Oh dude. So I was I say I say in the song, I say I was driving on Lakeshore at 5 a.m. late to work every time, like going hundred on Lakeshore every morning. Oh um, my god. And then having to drive another hour and 30 minutes through Rush Hour on the way back home. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, like coming back on Lakeshore, anywhere between like 4 and 6 p.m. It's over like, Yeah. <laughs> you just park your car and leave it there. Yeah, and, and that's when I listen to the most music. <laughs> I yeah, listen absolutely. to the whole albums and get home. But um, I would do that, and I hated it. It was really tough on my body. Right. And uh, a, lot of the, a lot of those guys there would be like, why are you here? They were like 40-year-old. I was the youngest guy there. You know, right. I was 22. And they were like, why are you here? Like, this is not for you. You have so much more to give. And it was through that that I was like, well, it's, this is all about growth, right? This is about me being able to be better. So sure. um, I took that as a challenge for me to leave that place. And one day I just woke up and said, I'm not going. And from there, everything changed. And I was able to make my own you know, my own decision, my own, you know, yeah. Path. Activate your, your own journey. Right. For sure. And you have, I mean, that's a really powerful story and I think it comes through on the song. Um, and you've got a track with Kwaku as well. Kwaku Collins as another, uh, close sessions label mate. Um, boy. talk about working with him. That's my boy. Um, so as soon as I mean, I mean, I've been a supporter of his since he's been signed. So, mm-hmm. um, I already knew coming in that this would be a fun experience. Uh, he's a really, really cool guy, um, and we we've been we've been making music. Um, we got a we got a few few fire songs. Are Are you thinking like you and him will do like like a joint project, or is it just kind of like it'll land where it lands? Um, yeah, it'll land where it lands, but I w- I would like to because um, that's my that's my buddy, and we have great chemistry in the studio. I mean, he's he's a genuinely nice guy too. Yeah. Like, he's an incredibly talented musician, and then he's just, like, we've had him on the podcast a few times, and he's just, like, the nicest dude. Very genuine. Yeah, but Very he's genuine. so skilled. He's so talented. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have to be that humble. And I think the way that he, he blends genres, he blends genres is, is amazing, is not really seen in this city. No, know? 100%. Yeah. Something else you just did that was really cool is you, I mean, like, days ago, you just performed on Fox News, right? Yeah. What was that like? It was, uh, it was humbling. Yeah, uh, because it, it just shows that what I've, you know, the mindset I've had has gotten me to that point, and uh, it made me appreciate those people that that helped me get here. I mean, it's a huge platform. Yeah. <laughs> like, when? What time did that air? Uh, it aired at like nine forty-five a.m. Yeah, that's like like moms are watching. Yeah, that, you know my I mean? mom watched that. Yeah. Yeah, that is like prime mom hour on morning TV. 
Yeah. yeah. So, and you were doing that with Anna, um, Anna Augusta, who is just on this podcast at South by Southwest. Um, is that someone you'd worked with before? Oh, yeah. And Anna is my sister. Like, she's one of my closest friends in the city. And uh, we often work on music together. So, yeah. I, every, every look I get, I make sure she's either a part of it or somewhere nearby. You know? I love that community thing. I mean, I, to me, it's like you're plugged in some of the best people in the city, like the Close Sessions guys, Quake, like everyone you're talking about, these are good people to be connected with and working with and you know i see here from the notes you've got new music videos on the way plural yes okay talk about that doing a doing a video for sage um it's on my project that's the first one Mm -hmm. i'm doing a video for bloom um as well as uh it might be one for pyramids as well so so that's that's a lot it's what the summer is going to entail the videos Talk about, like, that process. Like, what, what goes into prepping for a video? Like, how do you start to... Are you coming up with the creative concepts for that, or...? For the, for the most part, what I try to do is I try to have a, a starting idea of, like, a theme of what I would like um, the video to look like, what I want it to represent. Um, if I don't, then I go to, an, to a director that has great ideas that I trust. Sure. So um, Strip Mall is, is one um, pr- production company I love. Those guys are amazing. Um, Ian and Sean mm-hmm. are, are their names. They're amazing. Um, <clears throat> we we, we want to work with them in the future for the most part. But people like them, Cody LaPlante, mm-hmm. I want people with visions that, you know, prove themselves as great directors. So, yeah. yeah. Natalie's shaking her head, so it's like there's that approval. Yeah, you know yeah. Cody LaPlante. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's awesome, man. Uh, what else is on deck for you this year? Because you've got the mixtape out, you got the support of closed sessions. You, it feels like you're having a year in 2018. I would like to uh, this year. I would like to open a tour for someone. It would be cool. That'd be big. Uh, really cool experience. I'm I'm ready for the road. Like, have you done really any touring yet? Never. No wow. touring. Um, that's the big milestone, though. Yeah, I've only performed in like three states: just Texas, Chicago, uh, Illinois, and. Um, Iowa. So I want to hit all 50. That's the goal. That's the big one. Yeah. I mean, that's the big next step. Um, and also, I would, like to, um, I would like to drop a project. Another one. A full one. A though. full length. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I think you got it, man. The thing is, I, I feel like it, it all depends on if, I, if we can pull it off, you know, because it takes months and months to, to put together, you know, sure. something yeah. like that. No, I mean, I... Yeah, it takes time to get these things right, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I, I get that. Like even even these podcasts, it's like it's not a musical project, but it's like it's just prep work, man. It all yeah. comes down to prep work. But you got the team, and you got the vision, and you got the talent. So you got the ingredients. You got everything on the table to make some stew. You yeah, know what I couldn't mean? ask for more. Couldn't yeah. ask for more. Is and, and I love these guys. I know that they they hold my best interests at heart, and that's why that's why I rock with them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and as somebody <clears throat> who has. You know, really, it sounds like made a lot of good decisions with your music, connected with a lot of the right people, and now you're starting to get looks from, you know, Fox News and some of these other places. Like, what advice would you give for any younger artists or anybody who's at an earlier stage in their journey looking up at what you're doing? <clears throat> I would say, I would definitely say no buts. Like, a lot of, like, and I've seen a lot of artists do this. They say, I would like to do this, but. Right. And it's yeah. just like, nah, like, no buts. just like. Say it in your head a million times that you're going to do it, and you'll most likely do it. And that's what it just comes to. It manifests everything. That's, my, that's what I say. Because everything in my life, I've manifested. And everything that's happened to me is my fault. So, No, man, I, lo- like I that. love that philosophy. I think that's really true. It is something where, 
Uh, I tell my students a lot. I'm like, look, there'll always be somebody with more money than you. Right. Always be somebody with more followers. There'll always be somebody who it looks easier for. But who cares? Like, you just got to right. do it anyway. You just make it happen for yourself yeah. in spite of that. And you can't compare yourself to others. No, no, no yeah. absolutely. That's it's a losing battle no matter what. <laughs> Every time. Every time, man. Um, a Johnny Jones, the project is called Cocoons. It's out on closed sessions, man. You're doing cool stuff. How can people find out about what you have going on? Where's the best platform for them to find you online? Um, you can find me out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Instagram, a Johnny's Way, A J A N I S W A Y. I have a really cool Instagram if you want to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. A Johnny Jones doing big things in the city, man. I'm so glad we finally got to make this happen. I have no doubt this is the first chapter of having you on the podcast. I'm sure we will have you back as you have new projects happening, man. Uh, but I'm glad we were able to make this happen, and thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, thank you for having me. I can't wait to come back. Yeah. Absolutely, man. We'll make it happen. We'll do it big. Yeah. Maybe I can already see us at South by like next year, like catching up on Sixth Street over some barbecue. Instantly, that's yeah. a bet. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> I love it, man. I, dude, South by sneaks up so quick. I feel like in 20 minutes we're gonna be like in Austin. Like, yo, remember when we were like in Chicago yeah. talking? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be booking our, our Airbnbs in like two months anyway. Yo, so. I mean, like I'm sending my proposal to them in like two months. For huh. next year so yeah it's it's around the corner but yeah a johnny jones man dig it thank you so much
You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.